tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. And welcome to Tinfoil Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Uh, today is a very special show. Uh, I am in Kansas City. I am doing a uh, show at the Comedy Club in Kansas City tonight. I am writing down my act. I cannot remember any of my jokes. So I have to do about an hour on stage. Wish me luck. Uh, guys, uh, so go to if you're in Kansas City, if you're in Missouri, you want to see me live, go to thecomedyclub.com. And uh, check out, check me out. I'm here till Sunday. Uh, I'm here to Sunday morning. I'm doing today, Friday, and Saturday. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. So come out and rock and hang out. And I got some awesome shirts. I brought the Joker shirts with me. So come and uh, enjoy the power of rock. Uh, guys, a lot of great things are going on. I have uh, the Patreons on fire. We're doing daily Patreons there. I call them daily doses every day. A new show on what is the big topic in the world of conspiracy. I will also be launching my new Rockfin page. It's going to be all spiritual. I, want, I really want to go on this Siddhartha type journey to find spirituality, look into it. I, we could talk about why it's behind a paywall. I'm fine with that. That will be a discussion that will be had. Uh, they just want me to do something over there. And they're asking me, and I said, you know, they want to do a six months deal with me. So I'm like, why not start there? See how it goes. And uh, after that deal, we'll see where it goes from there. So uh, get ready for that. It will not affect the Patreon. The Patreon will be conspiracies. Rockfin will be all spirituality. Uh, t-shirts. Go to TimFullHatTshirts.com. Grab your, grab your T-shirts right now. We have the uh, Rick and Morty shirt. We have the Joker shirt. And all your favorites are there. And if you buy three shirts, you get a free uh, poster. That's the new rule. You get a free Ronin poster. So check that out. All right. So uh, that is the plugs. So uh, let's get on to the show. Today's a very special episode. I believe that we are in a golden era of independent researchers. Uh, I believe the independent researcher, in my opinion, has won the war against uh, of information against the mainstream media, and this this young lady is a big part of that. Please love the show from Corey'sDigs.com. Corey Lynn, how are you, Corey? Doing pretty good, hanging in there. How about you? We are uh, doing the deal. You know, I'm doing stand up. I don't can't remember any of my act, and I have to go up on stage and do an hour. So oh, a no. lot a lot of crowd work is coming up. A lot of crowd work. Um. <laughs> People could so, use some humor uh, right now. Uh, well, you know what's so interesting is I've always had to do stand-up during these chaotic moments. So uh, I did stand-up the weekend after 9-11, and I tell people 
those were the greatest crowds I've ever performed in front of. Then I was booked in Vegas the weekend of the Vegas shooting. Okay. So I canceled. I think that happened on a Sunday night. I canceled by Monday and I did the rest of the week and those crowds were great. And here we are doing it during these uh, virus riots or whatever we're calling them. Uh, that's going on. Yeah. So Corey, uh, tell us a little bit about your website and what you do for our listeners who may not be familiar. Okay. So I do really deep digs. So most of my reports are pretty lengthy and extensive. Uh, I dig into corruption, primarily agendas that impact everyone, not just in this country, but global. So for example, you know, child trafficking, transgender agenda, abortions. Um, oh goodness, we got you know Clintons and and Gates and vaccine industry, the whole health industry. Uh, I go on and on, <laughs> and so I do really extensive reports. I also do a weekly podcast every Friday with the speaker and Edge, and uh, I PDF a lot of my reports for people to download because they are so extensive. And I, I literally there'll be you know fifty to hundred site or reference links in them because I, I, I dig deep, you know, I'm pulling apart, I'm following the money, um, following all the connections and trying to show the actual corruption and how it all connects. It is amazing. Your work. I've read a couple of your articles. Uh, it's very interesting when you start to investigate and how, so, you know, obviously I don't, go to the links you go because I'm illiterate. Uh, but uh, I like to take when a, when a piece just clicks into another piece with, in terms of the puzzle, that's a, that's always an amazing moment when you're just like, Oh, that totally fits in and there's no resistance. And it's just another layer of the story that we're looking into. What are your, what is your whole take on what's going on right now in the United States? Oh my goodness, where do we begin? So most definitely COVID is playing a role in this, obviously. We've got a lot of people with pent-up energy, anger, frustration. They're feeding on that. The mandatory masks, that's that's cover. That is cover so that Antifa can blend in. In fact, on May 23rd, the CDC did uh, they changed this on their website. And instead of you know pushing the N95 mask, they're now showing a little illustration of two people wearing very colorful cloth masks. And they're telling everyone to wear cloth masks, which is what Antifa does. And then you have Biden and Hillary Clinton posting their black masks the same week for their new profile pics on Twitter. And so the whole mandatory, even after lockdown of the masks is cover so that the rioters can blend in, in my humble opinion. I mean, it just, because I know these people think, you know, they plan way in advance. This is not a grassroots movement. This is very well coordinated and organized, and it is now moved into other countries. You cannot pull together thousands of people in 48 hours that quickly to carry something out like this. And 
I mean, I could keep going. Or I saw, <laughs> I saw a, um, no, no, I listen, I'll sit here and listen to you all day. So don't worry about that. Trust me, p- talk to past guests. I interrupt everybody. So if you keep going, I'm just, I'm enjoying listening. So, and I enjoy listening to the other guests. Uh, I, I got off the plane today and there was a woman literally wearing what looked like a cheap plastic version of a welder's max. There was oh, nothing geez. was insulated. It was just, it was just, I, I, I just want to stop go, what are you wearing? That? Are people spitting in your face? I mean, why are you wearing that mask? Nothing can stop. So you would be in the airport and they would be like, you have the mandatory wear your mask on. on the, and, I w- and I wouldn't wear it. And nobody said anything. And it's just very interesting because I think if you take California for a great exa- example, um, you know, Huntington Beach pushed back so hard. And the governor was just like, okay, let them do what they want. Because if he pushes back and tries to, uh, you know, his power, he'll demonstrate he really has none. There's no power at all. It this only happens when we all just play along and allow them to rule us. And I always say they have the right to rule when they rule us right. And what we're seeing right now is just ridiculous. I loved your tweet you put out just a little while ago about uh, when uh, two psyops collide. So we have these uh, nurses dressed like they're literally in like some uh, zombie apocalypse movie uh, as they're applauding protesters who are not even close to social distancing. And right. it's like a great, uh, like just example of the bullshit that we've been through for the last three, uh, three weeks or three months, excuse me. It's incredible. It is, it is. You have mayors and governors who, you know, no one was allowed to protest during the COVID lockdown. We weren't allowed because that was too dangerous. But now these same mayors and governors are pushing by the hundreds and thousands for people to go out there and protest. And the only thing they say is just be sure you wear your mask. Isn't that interesting? And we've got them hugging people. You know, they won't allow you to go to church and pray, but but it's okay, we'll hug you. And then what is this crap with taking a knee? You know, something people I think are missing is they're they're getting, they've gotten like some National Guard, some policemen, uh, numerous people to take a knee as they're reading this Black Lives Matter script and trying to shame them and guilt them into this you know, white privilege and you've done so wrong and yada, yada. And so by taking a knee, it's solidarity. When in fact, by taking a knee, you are submitting to something that you didn't do. And in the meantime, they're manipulating you into taking a position of what? The same position that the officer took against George Floyd. So that image that they're repeating over and over and over again, they're now showing all of these white people on their knees, repeating that same imagery. Oh, yeah, 100%. And what's the the famous thing from war is like, are you going to take the knee? Isn't that the whole thing in Game of Thrones? Is that are you going to take the knee to the queen? Take the knee to the queen, show that you're her subject and she's the rule of power. It is like I was talking about when, um, you know, the, the Catholic Church, which is very dark arts, has everybody wearing Jesus on a cross. It's like, they, they killed him on a cross. You're literally wearing them taking out your guy. It makes no sense. And, you know, for me, I'm into the black cube in terms of, like, what that symbolism represents. You know, now we have everybody 
posting black cubes to their social media and being told, don't post anything else that day, just that. Conveniently, Hillary takes a giant L in court. She's going to have to testify, even if it's on video. Uh, it, I, the PSYOP is just unbelievable how strong it is with the masses. And it's so much with the people who we consider to be the smart ones. You know, these, you know, I live in Hollywood, these writers who can write you the most magical of scripts. They're just, it's just, you read it, it's like honey. It just so, it just flows. And then they just fall so hard for the PSYOP. And I don't know if it's about just, you know, showing that they're a team player or I believe a lot of them really do believe it. And it's just such an interesting time we're in, huh? It is. It's it's a complete mix. So you have all these teenagers that just want to be rebels right now. You know, they just want in on this action, no matter what that action looks like. And you got people that want to be front and center to take pictures. It's really sick, really, to take pictures of all the destruction going on. And you've got adults in there that are buying into this. This is not about racism. This is not about George Floyd. This has gotten completely out of control. And if they were about that, they would realize, look, we need to just do the peaceful protest during the day and nobody protest at night. Because at night is when all this damage is happening and they're providing cover for the rioters and Antifa. And but but people just they in fact I'm in the middle of finishing an article that I'm publishing tonight that has to do with what we're talking about right now. Just the complete manipulation coming out of you know, we're we expect it. We already know it's coming. We already know the narrative before it comes out from left wing media and the politicians and downplaying it all, making it seem like these are peaceful protests and Obama playing shadow government. It's it's disgusting. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, let's face it. <laughs> this riot is really about social influencers. That's really what this is all about. These are these these internet kids going out there, uh, driving around, handing out bricks in their Sam, Mercedes. Yes. Did, did you see Aaron Paul got arrested today for being mixed in with the looters? You're totally right. He was. I guess he was getting his photo opportunity, and his photo opportunity happened to come with him... Uh, being on video in front of the police, and so they, they they arrested him today for looting. Now, is that Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, or is that the? Uh, oh, sorry, Jake Paul. Forgive me. Sorry, Jake Paul. The the yeah, Jake Paul. I'll edit that. Jake no. Paul, the uh, YouTube guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. Like that kid name, yeah. is worth so much money. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and, and you just have these kids over because because let's face it, the people that are really doing the writing here are the people that we should be protesting against. And that is the rich, these rich kids. And what we're going to see, dude, is that these kids, these are the kids that are the grandchildren of the hippie movement, okay? That, <laughs> and these hippie movement kids were peace, love, and war until they got into the 30s and 40s, and then they became cutthroat capitalists which which brought in uh, crony capitalism, you know, that has destroyed this beautiful economy we have. And their kids are doing the same thing. They're young. They, you know, they're, they're acting like they care. And then eventually they'll get to that age where it just becomes all about a dollar and they become exactly what they're marching against. And then we have the cops and all these, all these agent provocateurs that are just breaking windows. I mean, 
How many times can you go, well, what's really going on in this video when you see cops with bricks? There's just so many times you could try to explain it. Now, there was one where the, 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 the car, the truck was at, where you dropped the evidence off. That's fine. But a lot of the rest of these ones are like, there's a video right now of a, a cop, like, basically sawing into a, a, a jewelry store. Why, why are they sawing into a jewelry store right there? The, the jewelry store was locked down with a gate. So nobody could get in. They're sawing into it. Why are they doing it? It's just because it's meant to do maximum chaos. And Corey, what about, I mean, Corey, when we take a look back at all the things that are done during Corona that made no sense, they all make sense right now. Because it's like, why are you releasing rapists and murderers? Oh. Exactly. Oh, because you knew there was going to be looting going on and you wanted to release the crazies. and. You knew they were going to be arresting a lot of people, and you want to have open cells to arrest uh, looters, rioters, and protesters. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we were all calling that back then, going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why are they releasing these people? What are they planning? What's coming? You know, and it's no coincidence that all of this rioting amped up and kicked up on the weekend that we were supposed to be opening, opening the businesses, you know, all those non-essential businesses. And I really hope people out there just go open their businesses right now. Cause look, they threatened to find you and arrest you for that while they're not even arresting. They're standing down so much, at least in the blue States, so much law enforcement. And I'm not trying to dog on law enforcement cause there are a lot of good ones out there, but a lot of them are just, you know, they're taking orders, they're standing down and they're, they're not doing anything to prevent this. And it's, it's, you know, in some areas getting, getting pretty crazy and pretty dangerous where they're starting to approach some homes. And I'm not saying that's the Antifa faction, cause that's not really their game. They're more focused on, you know, the, the businesses and making the big booms. I think, I think it's all the punks you were just talking about that are getting out of control that are starting to venture into, you know, the burbs and the homes and whatnot. But the other thing is, is this is all now going to lead to, of course, we're on day nine right now. So anyone who's already gotten sick from the spread of the virus, the hospitals, my God, should be just flooded right now. But of course they're not. And they're going to try to escalate this and make it seem like everyone needs to get tested now because now a whole other panic and we may have to lock down again. And in the meantime, they're pushing for the contact tracing, which I did a whole report on that. And Pelosi's trying to work $75 billion into this new coronavirus package for contact tracing surveillance on us. So that's going to be, as this starts to die down, they're going to amp that part back up with the COVID and the contact tracing. And in the meantime, I don't know if anyone caught this in all this chaos, but Pelosi announced last week that they're going to take another month off session. <laughs> These people, I'm telling you, it's ex downright exhausting, isn't it? We we have taxation with no representation right now. I do not know why on a local and state level we have term limits, but in, in Washington D.C. there's no term limits. I when I say I don't know why, I go I I do know why. It's because once you put somebody in a position of power and you've either corrupted them with money or corrupted them with blackmail, you don't want to have to keep doing that over and over again. Right. So now you have these people who are completely bought and sold. I mean, Diana Feinstein, I mean, this woman is like a cat with 90 different lives. I mean, how many things you have to have 
go crazy where you got to go, maybe she doesn't represent us. And then it makes you wonder, are there these elections even real? How is Debbie Wasserman Schultz still in power? How right. is she in power when she basically gave the Democrats, if we want to believe, their biggest defeat ever by getting Trump elected? Yeah, it's pretty outrageous. And we're just going to see this continue to amp up, you know, all the way up through elections. And, and it'll continue after that. I fully believe, despite the fake polls they put out there, and I think CNN, in fact, just put out an article today um, breaking down how, you know, Trump's not going to win this. Uh, I fully believe Trump will win it. If anything, I think this is pulling more people, even though they're trying to wear people down and break them right now and, and be like, oh, I just, I don't want any more of this. If this is what it's going to be like under Trump, this constant battle and chaos, it, that's not working. It is not working to their advantage. People are seeing right through this crap. So, and I mean, I've talked to people all over the country. People are seeing right through this and the, but it's not going to stop even after he gets elected, because as they try to, you know, he just said on Cheryl Atkinson, what, like a week ago, he said the deep state is vicious. These are vicious people. And right now, if the things, if things keep going the way they're going, I have the chance to break deep state. I mean, that was just like a boom punch to the jugular there. Cor, do you get at all worried about what role I, I you know it's like I, I i'm in hollywood you know i get called right conservative all the time and to be honest with you i i'm really on no side i'm on team humanity uh you know it's like i as much as i hate uh, obama and hillary i also hate george bush senior and his whole damn oh, yeah. dog shit you know i i really hate them all so I, I, you know, as much as I want Obama to play, pay for Obama Gate, I also want, you know, the Bush clan to pay for 9-11, the Cheneys and the McCains and, uh, you know, Hillary and, and McCain's pay for Benghazi and all that stuff. Um, do we get at all worried that, you know, Trump could be uh, a Trojan horse in a weird way that, you know, if, if if this guy is like, we get martial law, is it possible that we could find ourselves stuck in martial law uh, and, and in a weird way that the Democrats are in fact, I, I you know, I don't know if you remember the Harlem Globetrotters, they would always take this take on this team called the Washington Generals and they would never win. The Generals would never win ever. And then they were there to lose. Like, is it a possibility in all your research that the DNC could be throwing the throwing the game so that Donald Trump gets elected? Is there any nervousness with martial law under Donald Trump? So. It's not something I haven't thought about, believe me, because I think of all angles at all times. And to me, I keep things, you know, I, I, I compartmentalize. So I've got the absolute bullshit over here. I've got plausibility here. And then I have fact here. And I've watched very closely. I pay attention to what many of these players are saying, what they're doing, their actions. And so far, he has not crossed that line to lead me to believe that. And I've gone way back to the beginning of his tweets. I've gone back decades to interviews and what he said. And the thing is, is he's always stated the same things. He never changes what his beliefs are, 
and his thoughts are with this country and wanting to repair it and kind of give the power back to the people. He's never changed that. So if this was some huge charade, this would be something that has literally been planned for decades and decades, and he has not missed a beat. Johnny, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you have any thoughts on Donald Trump and what he could represent? No, not that I want to. Not that I really want to share. I'm not. I, I'm not. Uh, I don't know, Sam. I mean, we talk about that a lot, and I. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not confident enough either way to to say right now. Honestly. Okay. I mean, what do you? Well, I mean, like you know, there. It, it is true that there. You know, it's like I tell everybody. I could list all the things I don't like that Trump does, and they'll never talk about it in the mainstream media, and. I do that all the time with these people. Oh, you know, you're a Trump guy. I go, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't, and they just kind of slit their drop jaw because they don't know what the what the hell I'm talking about. I, I you know, I also make no illusions that we're going to get anybody who walks on water into the role of president. I think there is a there's a there there has to be a certain game you have to play to even get to that place. I will tell you, out of the last. Outside of Jimmy Carter, and I got to be honest with you, I was too young to even know what Jimmy Carter was doing. But since, you know, Reagan was the first time I started paying attention to politics. And since Reagan, Trump is the best president, in my opinion. I've enjoyed over everybody, you know. And uh, here we are, about to enter the second election. And I, I, even though I won't vote for either one because I just don't like the two-party system, I, uh, I, I would take Trump's good over his bad, which I can't say for anybody before him up to up to Reagan. Um, why are we still rioting right now, Corlin? Why? Why? After everyone's been arrested, uh, they're in jail. Why are we still arresting? And what my friend Tommy G just said to me, he filmed this giant protest. He goes, try to find the black person. And it took him 26 seconds of recording for him to find a black person in the crowd. Why are we still protesting if the, the cops have been arrested? Yeah, that's a good question because they've you've got organizations out there such as, for example, Obama's foundation who trains and teaches college students how to fight back and rise up. And so when something like this kicks off, you get all these organizations that are the ones that, you know, manufacture and push these movements for an agenda. They hammer them all. They prepare them all. They say, okay, go, you know, the emails get flooded. The media gets flooded. They all work in sync. It get it gets so saturated across social media, the news, you name it. And there's momentum building. And you've had people, you know, stuck at home for three months. So people want to get out and they just keep fueling it and fueling it and fueling it. And, and, and until people wake up and say, okay, we're going to stop the nighttime ones, or, you know, I, I can see what's going on here. I'm not going to go anymore. The people are just following like sheep. They are just being herded through this. And there's so many better ways to approach this than, than the chaos that we're seeing right now. I, I, you know, I can't speak for you, Corey. I can only speak for myself. But you know, in the in the, in the two, the couple times we've talked, and you know, I believe that we kind of see the world the same way. I think um, 
you know, any life loss to police is uh, super tragic. Uh, you know, my I have family that are, are police officers. Um, but there's a reason why these uh, events are on television. There are there are reasons why, you know, when a white little girl gets kidnapped, that makes the news. But when a black little girl gets kidnapped, nobody there's no talk about it at all. And it's like, why are these murders so big? When others are not, and it's to induce a certain type of uh, reaction from the crowd because they've been conditioned for so long. And when when you sit there and you tell, you know, my black friends who I love with all my heart that more white people are killed by black people than cops, than black people, they go per capita. And then you go, well, then blacks commit more 50 percent of the murders. And that's way more per capita. And there's a little quiet there. What are your thoughts on like what is what what is the message that we should be giving to people right now when it comes to all of this? Oh gosh. That's a loaded question. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I just uh, I don't know what the solution is. That's what I'm trying to say because right. it's like you know, it's like I come from a very poor area. Upstate New York is poor, man. Math. What happened to the black community with crack is happening to the inner to uh, suburbia white America with heroin. It's the exact same game plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, destroy the family unit, lock up the fathers. Uh, You know, it's the same game plan. So I say black history is white future. If you don't watch yourself right now, Uh, you know, to for the black community, just be like white people, all this. It's just ridiculous to me. It's just ridiculous. And you know, when the Asians were complaining that all Asians were being judged by the actions of the Chinese government, I, I just said, you know, welcome to being a white guy on Twitter since Twitter started. White people get blamed for everything that the U.S. government does. That, like, you know, like we all go to the golf course. We all do that when, in my opinion, and this is maybe the better question, is this a racial thing or is this a class war? Yeah, it's well, I think the whole racial division has been fueled by far left for a long time now. They stoke it in like what you were just talking about, the drugs in inner cities and the gangs and everything and pushing that and keeping them down. Um, As far as breaking the family unit, that's a global thing, in my opinion. I mean, they've been they've been seeding that through television and movies and Disney and, and indoctrination in school for decades to break family units across the board, no matter what race you are. Um, the idea is to keep division. They need to keep division on so many levels. And so, whereas, yes, there is racism, I feel that it's being fueled and stoked and over-exaggerated to try to push more of it or create the illusion that it's far worse than it really is. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to my friends. uh, You know, I mean, I would tell you right now in this country is the least racist time ever in in, in life. And does that mean there's no racism? No. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. Every single white person I know gets excited when they get a new black friend. Everybody I know. They're like, oh, yeah, it's my, you know, they get super excited. 
Uh, gay marriage is more acceptable than ever. Everybody just is very much into live and let learn, live and let live. But there's a small group of people, and it's very interesting because Malcolm X and the Unabomber both said the same thing, which was white rich liberals are the enemy of the people. These rich kids who are here to destroy us, uh, they feel very guilty about the life they were afforded. And they have this weird lashing out. Uh, rich white kids want to blame poor white kids for all the country's problems when their fathers and mothers have caused all the chaos. Mm -hmm. Kids born into a uh, trailer park are not part of this whole thing. A uh, great example of this is Bill Gates. You did a great, uh, a great article on all the gates that Bill Gates is a gatekeeper for. Would you like to get into a little bit of that? Because I remember a time when everybody hated Bill Gates. Nobody's talking about that anymore. That era is <laughs> over. Oh, no. I think there's still, well, yeah. I mean, right now we're a little preoccupied with all the riots going on. And that's their intention. Distraction. There's a lot of stuff dropping right now. And, hey, we finally just pulled out of the, the World Health Organization. Another yes. thing I like that Trump did. Another thing right. I like for Trump, I'll, I'll, I'll put that on the big board of things I like. I like that. <laughs> right. right. And hopefully, you know, look, there was this brilliant press conference back on <laughs> April 18th where for about four minutes, Trump dropped bombshells and people missed most of it. Um, he was getting into NIH, the $32 billion, uh, He was getting into the $6 billion a year that goes out to PEPFAR, which has to do with AIDS. He was getting into uh, the World Health Organization, and he was talking about how all of them are being looked at and how there are people behind this that make a lot of money and that he feels the $6 billion going out to AIDS could be you know, distributed in a better way to help more people. Well, Bill Gates is front and center for this, as are the Clintons and many others, but Bill Gates and the UN, they pretty much run the healthcare industry in all facets. So if, and through the global fund as in relation to PEPFAR. So if he's looking at those, I gotta believe they're looking at USAID, they're looking at, you know, Gates organizations. Now Gates has himself wonderfully protective in many levels because he's got things set up in Geneva and he's got certain immunities. But the Gates article that I did is basically uh, links to, with short little summaries of all the reports I've ever done on Gates because people think he's just the vaccine man and he is so embedded in all areas of the healthcare industry as well as the food industry and agriculture and you know uh, geoengineering and all kinds of areas. So, and, and the funding, you can trace the funding, which I did in, uh, a book I'm working on, I've released three chapters on the AIDS uh, slush fund, the 90 billion slush fund. You can trace the money and see where this all goes. And there are scores of organizations involved in this with him, including the UN. What is, uh, you, what do you think the biggest misconception about Bill Gates is? Like, like, you know, you listen to, you know, my, uh, a guy who I love to death is Joe Rogan. And, you know, for a little while there, Joe was very much a Bill Gates guy, uh, you know, and, and he was like millions of, uh, I always say that about Joe. It's like, Joe's an incredibly smart man who does a, uh, a lot of, um, 
He's got a batting average in life like nobody I've ever seen in my life. He's just a wonderful in that he's just wonderfully successful at that. Uh, but he's a lot like the rest of America. There's times that he's very much into what the the public agrees to, and that was like Bill Gates. I for me, man, as I study Bill Gates, I tend to think that he's very much like George Bush Jr., where when George Bush ran, we really got pushed on that. He's a great businessman. He just want, you know, it's like I could have a beer with a guy as he's a recovering alcoholic that didn't drink. And, you know, all the businesses that he had that failed, yet we were pushing that. I think there's this misconception about Bill Gates that he's this incredibly brilliant man that uh you know it's create all the stuff when in reality there's a, like a lot of smoke and mirrors and correct me if i'm wrong a lot of smoke and mirrors a lot of like stealing of patent ideas and his parents being you know setting him up for success came out of the womb with a, a you know a ton of cash in the bank account what are your thoughts on that oh yeah the thing that bothers me the most about gates is deception he is pure deception Everyone believes, not everyone, but a lot of people have been under the illusion that he's this humanitarian and philanthropist, when actually he is an investor and a destroyer. And he funds all the media. He funds the universities that produce the research. He's funded $3.5 billion to the WHO. He has fund, funded over $7 billion to different UN factions. He funds and invests in big pharma. So he will literally fund their scientific project to produce a drug that he then has stocks in. And, he, and you can just trace this over and over and over again. He is an investor and they want literally just world dominance. I mean, look at him right now. You look at these interviews of him when he talks about COVID and it's like he's this giddy little kid everyone's going to need to stay home until we develop a global vaccine that's going to make me trillions of dollars. It's, it's, it's like he eats it up. It's disgusting. While his wife wears an upside down cross, you know. Yeah, so it, it is. Uh, <laughs> and, and they're all Jesuits. And we hear that a lot. Uh, you've talked a little bit about climate change. Bill Gates has funded climate change. Oh, big time. Well, first it was global warming. And they realized Oh shit! Some places are getting really cold. We can't. Right. We can't call it that. We have to flip it to climate change. And you know, Dr. Shiva. And there's been talks about what Dr. Shiva, who he is, what he represents, and you know, the 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 conspiracy world eats itself alive. Anybody who has any success is a uh, shill. Um, but he, I believe there's a lot of good information. He talked about the Paris Climate Accord. And what that, how that actually was going to make the Club of Rome trillions of dollars. What is your whole take on climate change and what that represents? Oh, I think it's a huge hoax. I think China was very much involved with that. They've, uh, gosh, there's so many areas. You know, I did this big report a while back on um, Branson and the Clintons starting this pilot program on 10 islands that is now over 23 islands. And Gates involved in that, Soros. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many involved in this. And it started out as um, solar farms and wind farms, right, on all these islands. And they were going in and they did have one China, one organization out of China. So they were producing the, uh, equipping all the government buildings. And they're saying, we're going to come in, we're going to set up our little solar farm here, and we're going to get all our funding, and we're going to equip all your government buildings for free. 
and we're going to make it solar for you. And now we're going to get into sustainability and infrastructure and tourism. So we want to take over that whole industry too. And when you map this out, it is all along the drug and child trafficking routes. So oh, man. The, 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 whole, the whole climate change, look, they, they manufacture industries to make money. They make people sick or they, they create some sort of um, sickness that needs a cure. Instead of building up your own immune system, you know, we've got to cure so they can make money. It is, we're like these human experiments for them. It, it, it's tragic. And then we've got 4.1 billion in injury and death claims in vaccines alone. And that doesn't even have anything to do with all the other pharmaceuticals out there. So it's uh, the climate change. I did, I did do a whole uh, article called 30 hoaxes, you know, perpetrated on Americans. And uh, quite honestly, it's probably on, on the globe because they have the same playbook in every country. Uh, and climate change is definitely, definitely a big one. Have you seen that uh, all these different scenarios, I mean, this one scenario played out in several different cities where uh, a cop would put his knee on the neck of a uh, black civilian. Uh, it was done in Paris, United States. Amsterdam. And two, I, I Amsterdam. Think. And I think there was one more that just came out. And uh, it's all the same thing. And that's very much uh, according to uh, uh, some people I've been putting out on tweets that that's an Israeli military uh, maneuver. And we're seeing a lot of uh, Israelis are training police officers around the world. Um, it's just we're living in interesting times. What is your take on just the whole like, do you have a take on like who's running the world? Any thoughts on that? Uh, I, you know, it's like I get in fights with Adam Green all the time. He's yelling at me about Jews. I, I think it's Jesuits. You know, I think it's 13 families. I think, you know, black pope, white pope, gray pope. Are, do you have any thoughts on that? Honestly, I don't think it's... Uh, okay, so this is, this is an in-depth one. Um, so I've seen all of these different theories, right? And I've done a ton and ton of research. And I know a lot of people are under the belief of the 13 families. Um, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest majority consensuses there is the 13 families. But quite honestly, what I see is I see many factions. I see, I see this hierarchy. And I see like the UN, for example, right? They're this, this huge conglomerate and they've got everyone working with them and under them. And they're trying to form this new world order, this one world governance. But then you've got these other factions coming in. You've got like Muslim Brotherhood. And, and so I feel like there's, it, it's kind of like, if you have, you know, a bunch of drug dealers in one state and they're like, all right, these are my blocks. Those are your blocks. Those are your blocks. We don't, you know, we can maybe work together occasionally, but we don't interfere with each other, but we'll cover for one another if we need to type thing. So I feel like there is a hierarchy, but I don't feel like it narrows down to just one specific, very small group of people for the entire world. Uh, is, do you find that blackmail and pedophilia is kind of the... Um, the the initiation into 
uh, this world, this hierarchy of power. You know, uh, here we are four years later. Uh, Pizzagate, real, not real. I 100% believe Pizzagate is real. I think the, the word, the name was just used to get uh, to give people reason not to believe it. Uh, what are your whole thoughts on all that? Oh, yeah. So what was the very first question? Because my mind is going on Pizzagate right now. Is 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 pedophilia <laughs> oh, yeah, blackmail the initiation? Yeah. So I think we've seen enough evidence to show that. I think between you know I've done reports, uh, several reports on Epstein. You look at Nixium and you look at the branding. Um, we've heard through you know CIA. We we've we've seen this time and time again. And as far as Pizzagate goes, my God, all you have to do is go back in time and look at the music industry. Look at the labeling, look at, um, the UN even uses it. I mean, it's, it's a symbolic thing. There's even a teacher out of Pennsylvania that was teaching, um, children using, using pizza as the term terminology. I believe he eventually went on TEDx, no surprise. So for, for, to teach sex ed to children, um, I had pulled up a few years back an actual court document where the FBI was, uh, you know, doing online monitoring of trafficking and whatnot. And it was through Craigslist where a guy was talking with a mom and her child and they were using the cheese pizza references. So it's, it's all over. I mean, you, you can't, once you've dug into it enough, it's, it's there. Um, I tend to go with Pedogate just because child trafficking has so broad, it goes way out beyond the spectrum of just, you know, Pizzagate. But those, that's some of the symbology that they use and their, their talk and their speak, you know, to, to carry these nefarious actions out. Uh, Corey, have you heard anything about um, Anthony Weiner's laptop? Uh, you know, if we talk about like the movie 1984, there's a department that goes in and basically rewrites history, erases, uh, you know, uh, information that doesn't fit the narrative they want. And, you know, there's this, this famous uh, story that's out there that good luck finding anything on the internet about it, about the raid on Anthony Weiner, the laptop, the NYPD seeing this, many of them crying. Uh, Susan Rice, uh, then the NYPD go into the FBI saying you have to reopen the, a case on Hillary. Uh, Susan Rice coming up and going, give me the laptop or else I'm going to make Eric Gardner's story giant. Uh, they did not. And that is why Comey ended up reopening the case against Hillary so close to the election when in no reason, there's no other reason in my head for him to make that move when it was believed that his uh, his candidate was in the home stretch to a victory. I may be wrong about that last part. What are your whole thoughts on that? Well, I did cover the Wiener laptop in uh, one or two of my reports. And, you know, I'm trying to remember in my mind now, it was his laptop, correct me if I'm wrong, where they ended up finding all of the emails between Hillary and Huma, right? And then that was the Clinton Foundation crimes against humanity or crimes against children, rather, and all of that, correct? That was all yeah, the same. And all the same also thing. supposed to be videos. And, you know, there, uh, uh, my friend Robin posted 
uh, you know, don't forget the FBI. There's actual FBI documentation that said Anthony Weiner was, in fact, a producer of kiddie porn. And there's FBI documents which state that. That, that would not shock me in the least. I mean, if, if you look at the photos that came out of that report and, you know, they got them. It was ridiculous what they got them on. But, you know, the same group, uh, it was Strzok and McCabe and Comey. It was the same group, same characters that are involved with Spygate that were in charge of getting and handling that whole laptop situation. So that's, that's no coincidence. Have you heard anything about these cops dying? Have you heard anything about many of them that were involved or quote unquote suicided? Have you done any research into that? I did. When they first started coming out, it was um, it was like three or four in one week. And eventually over a course of a few weeks, I believe it got up to 10. So before going haywire, because everyone was going nuts on this, automatically assuming that it had to do with that. Well, these guys were out of different boroughs in New York. So... I, you know, I don't think, I don't know, you know, I don't know the exact names of the ones that allegedly saw it and, you know, said that it brought them to tears. And, and I honestly don't doubt that that's very plausible, but as far as how many of them saw it and the fact that these suicides happen in different boroughs, I mean, and then I was looking up the stats from the year prior to see what was common for police officers committing suicide. And the number wasn't actually that much higher, but it was shocking that it all happened in such a short time frame. So, so it was suspicious to me. Uh, there was also very, a uh, very interesting moment when the uh, Me Too movement was really gaining steam. Later on, we realized that was just a, another thing to try to take down Trump that blew up in their face. But I don't know if you remember this, but man, there was like a rash of like six porn stars that ended up just offing themselves all in one small like week. And it was just so in. I mean, whenever you see these clusters of. Uh, I didn't see that porn. one. Yeah. And it was right around. And I, I in my heart of hearts, I really do believe it had to deal with the Me Too movement and in particular prostitution. And uh who these girls were hooking up with and stuff like that. Uh, real quick, because I know uh, we only got a couple more minutes. Honestly, guys, I could talk to Corey for the you know for hours on end, and I hope she will come back much sooner than later so we can continue to go into some of her in-depth research. Corey, I want I wanted to talk about something you brought up, which is the uh, trans agenda, and mm -hmm. you had, you had mentioned some of that earlier. I I find trans agenda very interesting. Because it comes, it kind of my opinion on like Jews, right? When people go, the Jews run everything. And I go, I know a lot of Jews that are like struggling, that are broke. And, you know, so when I hear transgender, you know, I live in Los Angeles. Good luck not hitting a cat. Uh, with, you know, you can throw a cat, you'll hit a trans person. And I, I'm friends with them. And I know them. And I think a lot of them just want to live their lives. But when we say trans agenda, who's behind the trans agenda? Is it actually trans people or is it a higher level of people trying to, you know, because a great example is like for the longest time, and I do believe this is real, that Hollywood was trying to paint white people as racist, right? And most of the white people, you know, aren't racist, not even close. Could it be that's the flip end of that, where it's like it is a push 
to push these people out to agitate parents thinking that trans are out to get their kids. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Hmm. So <clears throat> this goes back to the 50s. I did a whole timeline on this. And to try to keep this in a nutshell, because I know I don't have much time left, um, they've exploited them. They have completely, these people, God, they are just masters at this. They, they, take a, they take a group, they take a community, they take a movement, and they exploit the hell out of it. Yeah. And, it's, yep. and it's really sad because most people are not homophobic or transphobic or any of that, you know? And a lot of people are friends with gays or transgenders. And like you said, they just want to live their life. And look, transgenders, they have a very high level. They're, it's a 40% suicide rate. As it is, they're struggling. But let's exploit the hell out of them and let's uh, and how they do that is again, they focus on the college students and they get all these groups and they go, let's do the gay pride parade and let's do the LGBTQ and eventually add a P for pedophilia at the end. And let's get our flag up there with the American flag. And my God, if you go against this, you are shamed and you are transphobic and you are this or that. And again, it's another division tactic. Well, yeah. in the meantime, they're producing puberty blockers to confuse the shit out of children then and saying, well, if you're a tomboy, then, oh, my gosh, you must want to be a boy. And, and, you know, you're only eight years old, but, well, we need to get you started. We need to get you on some puberty blockers to alter your hormones, which could eventually sterilize you and make you infertile. And, you know, eventually maybe you'll, you'll transition and we can do surgery and we can make money there, too. And Planned Parenthood is the second largest in the nation right now selling gender-affirming hormone therapy, including ah, blockers, right? Ah, right? So whereas here. people don't think, they don't think, okay, so we're funding them, even though like the Title X and a lot of stuff has been cut there, they're still getting about $500 million a year in government funding, our taxpayer dollars. So so if they're not going to get their funding through abortions, well, guess what? They can get their funding through making you <laughs> sterile or infertile. Interesting, isn't it? It so is. a person can walk in, a parent can go in with their child, because you do have to have a guardian if you're under 18, or an adult can go in, and on day one in that appointment, and they say this right on their website, you can get a prescription. They don't physically hand you the drugs there. They give you the script, the script, and you go get your drugs. Now, you don't need a mental health letter. You don't need to, you know, even talk to a psychologist or anything. They're They're pushing this like freaking candy, and they're doing this in the schools at very young ages through education. They're confusing children. I mean, I've watched videos of them in classrooms. These kids can't be more than like six or seven years old. And they're saying, well, you know, if you feel like a boy today, maybe you feel like a girl tomorrow. Unbelievable. And, yeah, Unbelievable. Gender confusion, another way to make children vulnerable, keep them confused, let's keep kids in fear. It's all part of indoctrination to control them. I am um, really 100% behind what you're saying. I think uh, RuPaul doing that, that show on uh, Netflix, and don't get me wrong, I think Drag Race is hilarious. I, I, you know, I don't get the channel anymore, but whenever I pop it on, it would make me laugh. Uh, that that show where she's a guardian angel of a uh, a little kid, that's done to cause chaos. And that is selling out your own. You're right. selling out your own. 
When you're when you you go and they pay these drag queens to do like kindergarten sing along, that's selling yep. out stone. You're making your own look bad because most of the tra- and when we talk transphobia, let's be honest, what we're talking about, we're talking about men who look like women. I mean, most. I mean, I grew up with lesbian gym teachers who like look like guys in mullets, right. and, and and nobody said anything. But it's right. when a man wants to look like a woman. That people freak the fuck out, man. And like, you're doing more disservice. And you know what? I also get into this with the, with the, you know, there's a segment of the conspiracy community that's, that's black, the black conspiracy community. And they're very homophobic. And like, everything's like, oh, this guy's gay and he's not telling us this guy's gay. He's not telling us that guy's gay. And I think you do just so much more damage. Cause the question is, are they doing this evil thing because they're gay? Are they in this position to do this evil thing because they're gay, meaning they're being blackballed and blackmailed into doing it? And that's the question. And, w- and when you put out this information to make people uncomfortable with it, you push people back into the darkness where they don't want to be honest with who they are. And you give these powerful people the ability to blackmail people. And that's my opinion. And maybe I'm crazy. No, you're not crazy at all. <laughs> well, Corey, uh, I just I just yelled at you for three minutes, and I, I call this one yelling at each other in agreement uh, because it's when you talk to somebody that sees the world you do. Corey, one more time, can you please tell them uh, where your website and anything else you want them to check out? Sure. So it's coreysdigs.com. It's C-O-R-E-Y-S-D-I-G-S.com. You can find me on Twitter, on YouTube. I do the weekly podcast, which is on several, several audio outlets, but as well as YouTube. And, you know, if you're looking to do your own fact checking, your own digging, you just want to cross reference something, I have an entire resource library on my website as well. So you can do that. And I've got a lot of tools and I've done a two-part series on hunting the hunters, teaching you some steps on how to dig into things. Well, Corey, I appreciate it. Uh, Johnny just sent me a uh, a text about an article about an author who just retracted uh, how, uh, how dangerous hydrochloroquine is. Uh, what's your thoughts on all that? I just saw that just before we came on. It was the uh, the Lancet, wasn't it? That's correct. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but that's it's, pretty big. Have yeah, you heard? Have you, uh, Post is reporting, uh, the medical journal Lancet published a statement from the authors of a study showing that hydroxychloroquine was dangerous for hospitalized COVID-19 patients, saying they were unable to complete an independent audit of the hospital data underpinning their analysis. So it's, uh, and they, that they can, quote, no longer vouch for the veracity of the primary data sources. But the damage is done. Right. Yep. That's what they do all the time. These people have no quorum at all with dropping an out-and-out lie and then going, oh, I retract it, but they never delete it or they never do a story retracting it. It's just, it's just, you know, and it doesn't matter because it's already seated in people's minds. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I, you know, the Parkland shooter is very interesting because we had this kid who was accused of doing it. And, um, you know, witnesses say he was running around with them. But the story was that he was part of this very, very um, controversial youth program. Well, if you put in Parkland Shooter Youth Program on Google, there we are, Google, the first two pages 
Just the title alone. Controversial program was not the reason the kid shoot up. That was just the title. <laughs> That's it. Because they know you're not going to read the article at all. But if you do, go to Corey's, Corey'sDigs.com. Please do. Corey Lynn, thank you so much. I hope uh, I didn't scream at you too much. And I hope you will come back sooner than later. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And good luck with your show tonight. Oh, God have mercy on our soul. <laughs> All right, Johnny, thank you so much. You guys are the best. I'll talk to you soon. Again, Corey, thank you so much. And uh, dude, love your life, man. It is a wonderful time to be alive. If you turn off the news, you realize it ain't that bad. Mankind, humanity is a beautiful thing and we got to work together. Thank you guys so much Amen. for tuning in. Take care.